you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. Week to week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure that is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. Got about two more rounds and then I'll let it go. I'm glad we can have fun in the house of the Lord. I love you, Brother Danny. I love you. Daniel chapter 2. Let's get into the word of the Lord. Excited about what God is doing in and around the church, excited about the awakening that is coming up. I hope you have already done your best to to be here. I'm looking forward to this coming Friday night Holy Ghost Rally. It's going to be exceptional. Daniel chapter 2, verse number 1. And in the year, and in the second year of the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar dreamed dreams wherewith his spirit was troubled and his sleep brake from him. Then the king commanded to call the magicians and the astrologers and the sorcerers and the Chaldeans for to show the king his dreams. So they came and stood before the king. And the king said unto them, I have dreamed a dream, and my spirit was troubled to know the dream. Then spake the Chaldeans to the king, O Sirach, O king, live forever. Tell thy servants the dream, and we will show the interpretation. The king answered and said to the Chaldeans, The thing is gone from me. If ye will not make known unto me the dream, I, with the interpretation thereof, ye shall be cut in pieces, and your houses shall be made a dunghill. But if you show me the dream, And the interpretation thereof, ye shall receive of me gifts and rewards and great honor. Therefore, show me the dream. And Nebuchadnezzar, I will get this correct before I leave today. Nebuchadnezzar dreamed dreams wherewith his spirit was troubled, his sleep broke from him, and he forgot the dream. By the help of the Lord this morning, I want to preach dreams back into every heart this morning. I'm going to preach a message titled, Recall the Dream. Lord, I need your help this morning to deliver what you have inspired in my spirit last night. I pray today, Lord, that every heart and every life in this room would be touched by your power and by your spirit. Lord, that you would inspire in the hearts of every person that is in this room today, that you would give them the courage to dream again, that you would give them the courage, Lord, to dream big dreams again, and Lord, that you, Lord, would touch every heart and every life in this room today, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. God 
guessing that most of us know that we've dreamed at times, but when we awake, you can't recall what you've dreamed. Anybody been there? As a matter of fact, this past week, I had a restless night. I, I still can't really lay my hand on why I had such a restless night, but I had an incredibly restless night. And throughout that night, I dreamed and bits and pieces of the dream would flash, but I could not recall the dream. And I was struggling with whether that dream was a bean dream or whether that dream was from the Lord. And it was a struggle all throughout the night, and it seemed that I would go to sleep and I would awake and I was dreaming again, and it was, it was torture not only mentally and emotionally, but also physically, because I would wake up feeling, feeling terrible and just felt like that there was something that I was needing to recall, something that I was needing to remember. I got up and I paced the floor and I asked the Lord, God, are you trying to speak to me in some way that I am not hearing your voice? I would come back and lay down and I would attempt to sleep and again I would dream and then I would forget what I had dreamed, and it would go over and again. I'm sure different ones of you this morning could share similar stories and testimonies where you know that you dreamed but cannot recall the dream. Nebuchadnezzar dreamed, but he could not recall the dream because of the dream his spirit was troubled. The message of the dream was actually of such that perhaps he went into some sort of emotional shock because the dream that he dreamed and what it was going to require of him to be able to make the proper change that he needed to make. His spirit became so troubled that he forgot the dream. And I, I'm sure that Nebuchadnezzar is in good company today because I know that I have been there and I am guessing this morning that many of you have been there. But regardless if it's many, maybe it's one or two, but whomever I may speak to today in this message, my goal today is to help you resurrect the dream and inspire you to keep on the enemy would like for every dreamer in this room to stop dreaming. He would like for you to become frustrated because you have not seen your dream, seen your dream come to fruition. And so therefore you have given up on your dream. I came this morning to attempt to inspire you to dream again. It doesn't matter what you face, what you're going through, and what the outcome is, what the hindrances have been, and how difficult it may be to be able to handle the dream. I come this morning to remind you that God is a God that from the beginning has given dreams to people and has spoken to men and women through dreams. I inspire you today to dream again because a dream is needed in this day and hour. 
Because if you do not have a dream, if you lay down your harps and you sit down by the river Chabar, and if you give up on your dream and you throw in the towel and decide, I'm just going to become run-of-the-mill, I'm just going to become average, I'm just going to try to fit in and flow through. I have in my past dreamed big dreams, but because of things that have caused me to become troubled in my life and in my spirit, I have reached a point where I no longer dream such dreams. But this morning, I pray that this message will inspire somebody to begin to dream again. A dream is needed in this day and hour. I'm preaching about dreaming because it is a challenge for you to renew and to restore within you the passion and the desire for a dream. A dream, the dream that I'm talking about this morning is a dream of the things of God. To dream, a dream that is in God inspired, something that God has placed upon your heart, put in your spirit, maybe something he's called you to, maybe it is a dream that he has placed there for you to go after. I, I want you to understand that those kind of dreams will never come easy. I have told our young ministers time and time again that if God has given you a dream of ministry, if he has called you to the work of ministry, it will not come easy. You have to make up your mind that you are going to plow through every field that has not been plowed for a long time. You are going to press through obstacles and hardships and struggles and you're going to make up your mind that I want ministry more than anything else. I want to speak to the dreamer this morning that may not feel that it is something that was called of God, but it is just something you wanted to do for God. I want to tell you that the enemy will throw everything he possibly can in front of you, every roadblock, every landmine, everything he can to keep you from dreaming and to distract you and to cause you to lose your dream. But on this January morning during the awakening season. I am speaking to this church and telling you it's time we put the devil back in his place and declare I want to dream again. I want to recall the dream that I once had. I want to get back to the place where I can believe again, where I can trust again, where I can hope again because the enemy wants to steal your faith and steal your trust and steal your hope. Come on somebody you need to grab a hold of the dream this morning and you need to desire to dream again. God help us dream again. Nebuchadnezzar's spirit became so troubled that he forgot his dream. Sometimes life has a way of hindering or destroying our dreams. It seems as though the morning light blurs and blends in with the dream that only a few hours earlier was so real and so tangible before us. But things have come and caused us to lose our dream. But now 
The dream is gone far from us. I want to tell you this morning that I'm qualified to be able to talk about the subject that I'm talking about today because I've been a man since my childhood that has dreamed big dreams, that has had big visions, and have not seen every one of them come to pass. I have dealt with days of discouragement. I have dealt with times of grief and pain. I have dealt with obstacles, and some of those obstacles had names. I have dealt with things that I brought on myself and I have dealt with things that was brought on me onto me by others and I have dealt by the, with things that just happened to show up in my life but I want to tell you that through it all if you just keep persevering if you just keep saying God help me to recall the dream on the worst day of your life when you feel like giving up and throwing in the proverbial towel is the time you need to say God rekindle the dream in me help me to recall the dream I want to recall the dream that you inspired me to dream in those difficult times when we wake up from the night of chaos and turmoil of life often we too like Nebuchadnezzar we know that we had a dream but we can't remember what our dream really looked like the pain is too great. The loss is too great. The broken heart is too great. If you would go back and read that first chapter of the book of Daniel, you would read in the first chapter of Daniel that, uh, that uh, story about that this man named Nebuchadnezzar who had this dream, but when he woke from sleep, he couldn't remember what the dream was about. If you read all through that story, you will see where that he called on the astrologers and the Chaldeans and the magicians, all of those whom uh, were known in the, in the day, were known in the region to be uh, of a nature through their, um, through their uh, magic powers, through their evil powers, by the power of Satan would come and would interpret dreams. And the king calls for them to come, and he said, bring them to me. And he asked them to give him his dream back. And when they give him the dream back, to give him the interpretation of his dream. Now, I want to just sidebar here for a moment and try to to apply this idea in every heart, in every life. When we uh, are faced with situations that tend to rob us and steal us from our dream, that cause us to lose our dream, the worst thing you can do is to look outside of the people of God for the answer to why you lost your dream. The worst thing you can do is get with somebody. Misery loves company. The worst thing you can get, can do is to get with somebody that 
that, that will throw a pity party for you in the middle of the moment that you lost your dream. Now, I'm not telling you it doesn't feel good because it feels good. I'm not telling you it doesn't feel like that's what you want at the time because it does. But I'm telling you, there is nothing good going to come when you are down in the valley and you start speaking the, the, the you start speaking faithlessness and you start speaking the loss of hope and you start speaking frustration and you start speaking the lack of trust and the lack of faith you will you will attract somebody else that also is lacking faith somebody else that is also going through it and you two get together and then you will find a third party and before long it will feel like that you are right and the truth is that misery does love company I want to tell you that Nebuchadnezzar looked in the wrong places for the answer and to recall his dream he looked every place but the right place he looked everywhere else but finally he called for a man named Daniel hear me this morning every person in this room when you go through struggle whether you're in a struggle or whether you're out the other side of it or whether you go through one this next week I want to tell you the worst thing you can do when you begin to lose your dream is to find somebody that'll tell you that you were justified in losing your dream. Because I don't want anybody, listen, if I ever come to you complaining, don't ever, don't ever, don't ever look at your pastor and say, Pastor, you're justified in losing vision for the future. You're justified in losing your dream. But I need somebody, somebody to come alongside me and say, come on, Pastor. Come on, Pastor. You're just having a bad day. Come on, Pastor. I'm going to pray with you. Come on. Dare to dream again. Come on. Dare to get your vision back. Come on. I'm going to walk with you. Come on, I'm going to hold up your hands. Come on, I'm going to be a strength to you. I don't want you to throw a pity party for me, but I want somebody to say, come on, let's look up and let's believe with faith what God can do. So Nebuchadnezzar calls the astrologers and the magicians and those that were capable of interpreting dreams. And he said, give me my dream and the interpretation of my dream. So when the magicians and the astrologers and all those who interpreted the dreams were brought in, they were puzzled and perplexed at how the king would expect them to interpret a dream that he couldn't even remember. Now earlier in that passage you'll find that many of the magicians made up stories and many just made up tales and called them the interpretation of dreams. And in this instance, it would be expected that the interpretation of the dream would be slanted to be exactly what the king wanted to hear. Because, by the way, they wanted the favor of the king. So I'm going to tell him what he wants to hear. These men were men who could interpret dreams with ease. It was their job. They knew how to interpret dreams. 
but the king had thrown them a curveball because they're not used to seeing their leader admit that he had lost his temper. And he wanted them to tell them what they dreamed, so let's make up something that is not even true and tell him this was your dream and this is what God wants you to hear from your dream. The devil is a liar. But they were confused because nobody had ever asked them to tell them what they had dreamed. But the king had lost his dream. The king became angry. He became mad and he threatened to cut them in pieces if they didn't give him back his dream. And the interpretation of the dream. So the men became very perplexed because now their life is on the line. They were given a task that was impossible for them to do. And the king now was upping the ante by saying, if you don't give me back my dream, I'm going to cut you to pieces and I'm going to destroy your house and your family. So in the middle of their desperation to find the answer, someone remembered a man from Israel by the name of Daniel. He was a righteous man. He was a man. He was an interpreter of dreams. But his power to interpret dreams was not brought on by black magic or whatever you may want to call the soothsaying that the Bible speaks of, of the magicians, the soothsayers that come with their evil powers. But Daniel walks in, bold as a lion, with the Spirit of God walking with him. Daniel was an interpreter of dreams, so they went to Israel and got Daniel, and he comes before the king, and the king asked Daniel, would you please give me back my dream? I will elevate you to a place of great status and esteem. I will honor you in the kingdom. Daniel told the king his dream, and then he interpreted the dream, but unfortunately, the dream was not what the king wanted to hear. Do you feel that tension in the room? Because sometimes the fulfillment of our dreams means we are going to have to change some things about ourselves in order for the dream to work. I understand that the dream that Nebuchadnezzar dreamed was a dream of the destruction of his people and of his kingship. But I want to, if I can, pull from this this morning to tell you that there are times when your God-given dream when your dream of what God wants to do in your life, your dream of where God wants to take you, may mean that it will mean, if you dream, if you're a dreamer in this room, I just want to tell you, it will mean that there's going to be junctures in your life 
that you have to make up your mind. Either I will make the correct turn and see the fulfillment of my vision, or I will be frustrated at the lack of why I'm not seeing it without Because every godly dream, when you dream big, you think you can get there from here, and you can, but not without a few turns along the way. The straightest of highways, the straightest of interstates, have to, from time to time, have a place that will turn and correct, because it's going to face the crossing of a river the crossing of a low land, the crossing of some place that it cannot go through. And so therefore there must be an adjustment on the straightest of interstates that they are attempting to make the shortest distance from point A to point B. Come on, dreamers. I want you to get a hold of what I'm telling you this morning. There are some times that along your way to your God-given vision that the Lord is going to say, stop where you are and make an adjustment. And it's not going to be what we want to hear. No, we want to get there just the way we are. But I'm telling you, you will never see the fruition of any dream that is worth dreaming without making some adjustments along the way and going back to the foot of the cross and saying, God, it's adjustment time for me. Come on, CLC. We're in the middle of an adjustment season. We're in the middle of a time when God is saying, I'm giving you a space to let the dream live again. I'm giving a space to adjust some things in your life life and if you'll make the adjustment the dream can live again the dream can come to pass again the dream can live again oh somebody lift your hands in the house right now and ask the Lord God let the dream live let me be let me be open God to what you're speaking about my dream Maybe this message today is a call or a warning for somebody. Maybe this is an opportunity for you to make a change in the right direction. I'm just a man of God. Last night after prayer meeting, I went and had some vegetables with some of our people. Pastor Brandon asked me last night, you ready to go in the morning? I said, I don't have a clue. He looked at me. I, he said, that's unusual for you. I said, it is unusual for me. I don't know. I didn't know until late, late last night, early this morning, what I was going to preach today. But the Lord began to deal with me. I started another direction, and the Lord kept pulling me back. I'd start another direction, and the Lord kept pulling me back. Whether I preach a beautiful message to you this morning or not, I know that I'm walking in the Holy Ghost today because God is saying this church as a whole needs to recapture your dream. You need to begin to dream again. It's not going to come to pass without some shifts, without some changes. Changes, uh, without some repentance, uh, without some turning away from one thing and to another. But God, I'm telling you, seeing the dream come to pass uh, will be worth every change you have to make, uh, every time that you have to pray, uh, every time you have to, it will be worth it. I feel like God sent me today 
to present an opportunity for everybody in this room to make a change in the right direction. If you're living on the fringe of the church, if you're living on the fringe of the kingdom of God and you're not in with both feet and you don't have the church and the things of God, the central focal point of your life, but you have a dream that you want to see come to pass, I'm going to tell you the only way that it's going to come to pass is for you to jump into the deep with both feet. Come on, I'm preaching to everybody in this house right now. There's some people that has been walking the fringe of the church for a long time and you want to reap the benefit of those that are faithful and in the middle of everything that happens but your dream is never going to come to pass until you jump into the deep end with both feet sink or swim and say God I'm making a change in my life I'm moving toward the right I'm moving toward the right because I want what you have for me I want to dream again I want to recall the dream you gave me when I was a young person when I was a young adult I want to dream again. Or maybe this message is just a wake-up call for somebody that's forgotten your dream because it didn't come to pass quick enough. You know, we all struggle. The doctors diagnose something that's very common called ADD. A lot of us may struggle with it. I can have a conversation so long my wife has to hit me on the arm because before long I'll just take that conversation another direction and she'll remind me I think that ADD might have kicked in. Sometimes in the dream, when you dream big dreams, you don't get there overnight. It doesn't get there tomorrow or next week. But it is a lifetime dream. How many of you know what I'm talking about this morning? Am I just missing everybody this morning or are there a few of you that are connected with what I'm talking about today? When you would dare to dream such dreams, and they're lifetime dreams, they're big things, they're things that you really want to see God do, and, and you're not going to get there overnight, none of us are, God didn't make us that way, but you know that it is a dream that if it came to pass would be the greatest fulfillment of your life, keep dreaming it. Well, I don't see any path to there. There's a path to there. Pray and ask God, tell me the right direction. Put me on the right street because there's times that the road will get bumpy and the storms will come and they will slow you down. And the road may be muddy. The road may be rocky. The, 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 the weather may get stormy or snowy and, and it may get difficult. But listen, you can't let the rain stop you. You can't let the little things stop you. You've just got to get up and say, come on, i got to find somebody that'll encourage me to keep on dreaming. Your pastor is in this pulpit today. I'm not against any one of you. I'm for you. Come on, get alongside me. I got a dream that is so big it would frighten you if you heard it because it scares me when I think about it. But come on, can I get some dreamers that would come stand alongside me and declare, I want to dream. I want to recall that dream. I remember when I dreamed that dream. I want to get there again. I want to dream that dream again. I want to believe for it again. I want to hope for it again. I want to know that it will come to pass. Oh, somebody give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Pastor, it's lofty. It's huge. If you really knew what I was dreaming, let me pause for a moment to say, I want you to stop where you are, and I want you to look back and think about where God brought you from. 
Oh, when I look back and see where he brought me from and I see where I am today, it's a long, long way from where I used to be. That puts the dream in reality of me being able to see if I'm here from where I was. I'm here to tell you this morning I can get there by the help of God. Come on, we got to recall the dream today and declare I'm going to see it come to pass. where we would be if he wouldn't have worked in our life and helped us to get to where we are. Because every God-given dream will require God's help. He won't do it for you. He won't go for you, but he will go with you. He won't just make it come to pass because you woke up one day and decided this is what I want. Now everybody come and hand it to me. It will never happen because anything worth having will require it. Maybe this message will inspire somebody today to recall. Remember, remember, look back, think back. Remember the dream that you had, the dream that you once had. Sometimes for many of us, our dream is so lofty and far-fetched. When circumstances come, sometimes we would rather just forget it. I would rather let it go. I would rather let it die because the dream is causing me to change. And the change that it's calling me to is painful. I don't like to fast. I don't like to pray. My flesh doesn't like to fast and pray. But I know it's a blessing from God. I've got to humble myself under the mighty hand of God. I've got to force myself to fast. I've got to force myself to pray when I don't feel like praying. I've got to get back down to the place where I can say, God, align me back in the center of your will. God, let me stay on the right path. God, bring me back to that point of beginning. God, bring me back to where I can dream again. Where I can. Be- it, we may feel like we would be better off if we would have never even dreamed the dream. so vulnerable to you, but I'm going to tell you when we started building this building, there was a night that I left my house and drove to this building. The platform was built, but nothing was finished. I walked in and sat on the nose of this platform, and there was nobody here in this room but me, and there was just some construction lights on, and I said, God, what am I thinking? God, what am I doing? I've gotten myself into this mess building this building prices are increasing so rapidly we're way spending way more money than we were supposed to spend it was supposed to take eight months and it's going to take three years God this dream is so big and I'm going to be honest with you that night if I would have had an option I would have just frozen everything where it was and continued to have church on Delphi Avenue and never move forward I came to church on Sunday thinking, God's going to really come through. He's got to come through. I remember having a guest speaker because I was at such a low point that I did not even feel like that I had the courage to stand in the pulpit and preach a message of faith and hope 
because I felt that my faith and my hope was gone. And I sat on the platform chairs on the side of Delphi Avenue. And as the preacher preached, I thought, surely tonight's going to be the night that it ends up. And weeks came, then weeks came, and months came, and I couldn't seem to get excited about what we were doing because it felt like that the dream wasn't a state. I want you to look around you this morning. How could we have possibly had church in Delphi Avenue with the crowds that God has given us since we've moved to Wabash Avenue? It would have been impossible. But there was one particular service that I'd walked to the front and was praying and, a, and, a, and an evangelist or someone was preaching and had the men in the church to come gather around and there was something that happened at that moment on Delphi Avenue when the men became around me and began to pray that all of a sudden I felt the courage to dream again and the Lord said get some boldness about you and go do what you had dreamed in the beginning don't let little things stop you don't let people stop you don't let words hinder you come on go and do you know what that was a growing moment for me and I had to adjust to see the dream come to fulfillment and I'm still dreaming and the dream is bigger than it's ever been. Come on dreamers, come on dreamers. We all get at those moments that we say, God, I wish I wouldn't have dreamed the dream but I'm here this morning to tell you, come on child of God, get up from where you are. Get up from where you are. Leak arms with me this morning and let's recall the dream. Oh, let's worship God this morning. So Daniel, Daniel went back and recalled the dream gave the king the interpretation of the dream, but it wasn't what the king expected. And the king didn't like it. He didn't want it. I, I'm going to tell you this morning, there are some things that I have to do that old King Philip, the flesh, don't like to do. There are some adjustments that old King Philip has to make that I don't like to make. There's some times that King Philip, anybody with me this morning, there's some adjustments that old King Philip has to put under himself and has to understand that if I want to see the glory of God, do I want to see King Philip arise or do I want to see King Jesus arise? There has to be less of me and more of him. Less of me and more of him. Less of me and more of him. If he inspired the dream, he'll stay with you to see the fruition of the dream. Come on, somebody. He will, he will walk with you every step of the way. It's painful, yes, but he'll give you grace to bear it. It's hard, oh yes, but he'll walk with you every step of the way. I know that God is capable of speaking in an audible voice because he's spoken to me in audible voices before. 
But most of the time, we have to seek and search what God is speaking to us. God speaks to us all in different ways, but most of the time, He speaks to us through His Word. There are times when God speaks through preaching. There are times when God speaks through prophecy or through the operation of gifts. Sometimes the word is direct, very direct. Other times it's indirect. God speaks to us in different ways. Sometimes he speaks to us in a gentle, soft way in those times that he thunders a word from heaven to us. Then there are those times when God speaks so clearly to us that we feel that everyone around us is aware of what God is speaking. This morning, I come to you and I close this message by telling you that I came with a very simple one-point message this morning. But God is wanting you to recall your dreams. God is wanting you to recall your dreams. I didn't make a mistake with what I'm preaching this morning because I feel the unction of the Holy Ghost flowing through me as I'm delivering this message today. I feel the unction of the Holy Ghost. I could walk out into this audience this morning and I could walk to different ones that are in this room this morning because I know what life has done to you. I know what hardships and struggles have done to you. There's things you didn't ask for, but they came anyway. There's things that happened that were not of your own device. It is just something that happened. And along the way, you have given up on your dream. Come on, child of God. You've got to recall the dream. You've got to get back to the dream. Come on. Somebody in this room's got to get back and say, I remember. I remember. Oh, but pastor, I'm, I, I, I'm too old to believe that dream anymore. I'm too old to trust God for that mountain anymore. But oh, I come to remind you that the man of God said, I am as strong today as I was in the day that you gave me that mountain. Come on, mountain climber. Come on, dreamers. you got to get from where you are. Oh, you may feel weak this morning, but there's power in numbers. There's power when you get together with somebody and say, come on, let's dream again. Stand with me all over the room this morning. I told Dylan this morning, when he asked me what I was preaching, I said, I got a little message, but I don't have an ending, and I'm just following the Holy Ghost this morning because I don't know what God's going to do. But I just feel the unction of the Holy Ghost this morning that every dreamer in this room needs somebody to stand beside them that will say, I'll dream with you. If that person is standing beside you, I want you to grab them by the arm and I want you to walk down here together. If you don't have that person standing beside you and you need to walk across the room to find another dreamer, I want you to bring a dreamer with you. Three or four of you dreamers want to come together. I want you to walk to the front of this room and say, it's me, God. We're going to dream again. We're going to dream again. Come on, we're going to dream again. Come on, there's room for everybody in the front of this room. You don't have to be timid. Come on, we're going to come and we're going to make a commitment to the Lord. We're going to keep dreaming. We're going to keep dreaming. We're going to keep dreaming. I'm not going to stop dreaming. The worst thing you can do is lose your dream. Come on, I'm going to keep dreaming. I'm going to keep dreaming. Oh, God. 
on, I want you to walk to the front of this room talking to God about your dream right now. Come on, you need that person that's standing next to you. You need that brother or sister, that, that spouse, that loved one, that friend that is next to you. You need them with you because in order to keep dreaming and make it, you've got to have somebody that's going to dream with you. Come on, let's dream together this morning. Let's thank God for the dream together this morning. He wants you to recall the dream. He wants you to recall the dream. Come on, it's becoming vivid in your mind. Maybe God's brought you to this point to stop you in the tracks so he can talk to you this morning. Maybe God's slowing you down a little bit so that he can get this message through to you. Come on, child of God. He wants to awaken something within you this morning. God wants you to remember your dream again. He wants you to believe for it again. Come on, dream for it again. Dream for it again. Come on, it may be painful. Tears may flow. That's all right. That's all part of the process. We're going to dream again. We're going to dream again. Come on, make up your mind. We're going to dream again. I'm tired of allowing the devil to have a playground in my mind. We're dreaming again. I'm sending the devil to flight in the name of Jesus. I'm grabbing a hold of my God-given dream. I'm not going to let negativity stop me. Fear stop me. Pain keep me from making the right adjustment. I want to see it come to pass in my life. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh. Come on, let God speak to your heart right now. Everybody in the room praying. Everybody in the room praying. God, let me let the dream live in me again. Let me recall the dream again, Lord. Come on, cry out to him today. Brothers and sisters, maybe you want to turn to somebody next to you and find somebody else to pray with right now and challenge them. Come on, let's dream together. Let's dream together.
Come on, pray. Pray one for another right now. Strengthen one another in prayer right now. 